Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. What was in my heart for the service tonight, uh, we have to realize that when God gives us something to minister, it's because we need it. (laughs) It's not because it doesn't matter that we've heard it. (laughs) It matters what we need, and he is the master He's the master prescription writer (laughs) that he prescribes for us. And so if you're here, you need it because he knew you would be here. Amen. And so we don't ever want to think, oh, I got that. Because uh, when we think we got that, that's why he's giving it again. (laughs) Hallelujah. I was... uh, I was recently dealing with um, something, trying to help someone uh, in the financial arena. And uh, when I got off, you know, when I stepped away from that situation of helping, helping them, the Spirit of God said to me, you can't be promoted beyond your thinking. Come on. Yeah. That's good. That's right. You can't prosper beyond your thinking. Just can't. You can't advance beyond your thinking. Your faith cannot take you where your thinking will not go. Because if we don't think right, when our faith sees something is ours and goes to reach for it and the mind step up and say, no, I don't agree. No, I don't agree to that. The mind, there's no faith in the mind. The mind is called to agree. That's the purpose of the mind, to agree with God's word. And the agreeing with God's word is the renewing, the renewed mind. The renewed mind agrees with God. It doesn't argue with God. The renewed mind agrees with the faith in your heart. An unrenewed mind becomes a roadblock to the faith in your heart and says, you go no further. There are people that have faith, but because they think wrong about certain things, their faith is imprisoned. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It doesn't say as a man believeth, so is he. As a man thinketh. Because your thinking will dictate how you believe and how you believe will dictate what you say. And that's why to have full faith, you have to have a renewed mind because the, the renewing of the mind deals with the thought life and you can, you can, uh, hear faith statements and say, I like that. But if you don't bring your thinking in line, amen. And God said to me, what I have for every one of my children is increase, advancement, and promotion. Listen to that. What I have for every one of my children is increase, advancement, and promotion. There's nothing in the backward direction in God. Everything is always in front. Yes. 
There's always, it's always straight ahead. And that's in line, Paul said, forgetting those yeah. things that are behind. Why? Because God's not working on the no, behind. That's good. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. The behind direction, God's not interested in. Your past, God doesn't even try to fix it. He just wash it away. Just wash it away. Just wash it away. Why? Because God's not working in the backside direction. He's not working in the backward direction. He may work on the backside of your situation, but he's not working. He's not working backward going in the negative direction. Everything in God is ahead. Everything in God is increase. Everything in God is advancement and promotion. And if we're not advancing and if we're not being promoted, something is hindering his plan from coming to pass in our life. Amen. God does not plan advancement and promotion for one person more than another. But one can be prepared to move into that promotion more than another. Praise the Lord. So we have to be okay. We have to not be okay with not advancing. If we're not advancing, we're off the plan of God in that sense because we're behind. We can get behind in the plan of God. Even though you may be on the right path, you can be behind in the plan of God, not advancing, not, pro, not stepping up into some things. Why? Because advancement is not automatic just because he planned it. That's why Paul said, I press because it's not automatic. I press toward, press toward something, the mark. So there should be increase in our lives because faith in God's word will promote us. It won't leave us where we're at. It's impossible. So what's that mean? We need to evaluate, evaluate, look at the different arenas of our life. And if a certain arena is not advancing, fix your thinking in that arena. That shows you the assignment for your thought life. Amen. If you're worried about something, fix your thinking. That's where you need to renew your mind is in that thing that where you worry is where the renewed mind is, is needing an assignment. <laughs> Amen. So I would encourage you make a list coming, especially at the first of this year, being at the first of it, uh, spiritually, mentally, physically, materially, what's not advancing. What are those arenas is not advancing. What's not stepping up? What's not increasing? And let's not live on autopilot. Just, just live in life because what we're just dealing with what comes. No, let's design our lives based on the promotion and the increase and advancement that he's planned for us. Amen. My dad, I, I appreciate Pastor Lekedic talking about in the offering what he did but there was one thing about my dad he did not farm on autopilot <laughs> there was nothing 
on autopilot about him. He constantly had to adjust what he was doing as a farmer. He had to adjust water levels. He had to adjust what he mixed into the soil. He had to adjust uh, what poisons he had to put on when certain weeds came. He was constantly adjusting based on his evaluation of what was happening to his fruit. He constantly measured the fruit of his fields. And he drove by his crops daily, sometimes several times a day. They were scattered throughout the county. They were not all in one location. And he inconvenienced himself to protect his harvest, to go out and uh, get up in the middle of the night when the dirt would start blowing. And he would go check to make sure the topsoil wasn't blowing away. All kinds of things he did, and it was all with the measure of fruit he was trying to get out of that crop. He did not farm on autopilot. Those who farm on autopilot didn't get up when the wind started blowing. They'd, they'd stayed in bed, but not my daddy. He, he made adjustments based on what was happening to his seed. We need to make adjustments based on what's happening in the arenas of our lives. What's happening in this arena? Pay attention. Go adjust something. Why? We are changed from glory to glory. Something has to be adjusted for more glory to have its way in a particular arena. Amen. I mean, my daddy could walk out see his field before it was even fully matured. He didn't wait until it was mature to just go out and check how much that crop would produce because he wanted to, when it was at midway, so to speak, he could do things to enhance the harvest on that. And so he didn't wait until, you know, everything was called to be brought out of the field, he checked it all along the way and he could tell you, he could look at his crops and tell you how many bales of cotton he was going to get out of that field. He could look at his crops and say how many bushels of wheat he was going to get out of that field. And he was always just so close, just a small measure off. Why? Because he was skilled at measuring his fruits. That, so much of the time we don't advance because we're, we're, not, we're not measuring. I'm not paying attention. We're just living on autopilot. If it shows up, it shows up. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Amen. Strong thinking. So for us to advance, well, let me just say this. To keep from living on autopilot, we have to stir ourselves up. Stir ourselves up. Uh, to, for us to advance and be promoted, our thinking has to come up. Our thinking has to come up because you can have faith for something, but if you don't think right toward that arena, your faith is, is, uh, is hindered. Um, <clears throat> when we think about it, really we can look at our life and know how we think. Our life is a picture of how we think. Amen. Amen. So what is not the way you want it to be, change the thinking regarding that arena. 
think, think about this when God's people were being threatened and God said to Gideon, you're going you're gonna to hit up this army. There were, I believe, 22,000 that he started with and God said, you got too many. Well, the enemies had more than that. So the thinking, you're thinking, what God, they're already outnumbering us. We got 22,000. You say you got too many. So he sends him first to the, to those who are there supposedly ready to fight and said, anyone who doesn't want to fight and is fearful, you're free to go home. And he's left with, what is it, 10,000, something like that. And then God says, you still got too many. And so he takes them down to the water and says, watch how they drink. And the ones who basically lay down their weaponry to drink, send them home. Why? He had too many. God said he had too many. Why? God's not going by numbers. He had too many wrong thinkers. They thought wrong. Fear is wrong thinking. Can't win with fear thinking. And the ones who are qualified and think right about the fight can get killed by those around them who are fearful and think wrong. You don't want that fellow watching your backside. God said, you got too many. Send them home. Too many wrong thinkers will... Rob victory from those who think right. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Praise the Lord. Yeah. <clears throat> so they end up with 300 who think right. Let me tell you what thinking right is. It's like the man that was called a mighty man in David's, in David's uh, military. Let me tell you what right thinking is. He saw 800 enemies come on at once. He said, come on, come on. And he, with one sword, got them all by himself. Think of the stalwart thinking of this man. Seeing that number come at him and says, all right, all right. How many would have tucked tail and run? done something different but he stood there and fought I mean the word talked about when they were all dead that 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 the sword was like welded to his hand they had to open his hand to get get that thing out because the right thinking is I don't care how many there are of you I win that's called right thinking and that's what made him mighty there's always things around you that'll tell you, nope, not for you. You're gonna quit. It's not gonna happen. It's for everybody else, not for you. You better deal with that thinking. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. He's not getting past the way he thinks. Many people think they have a faith problem when they have a thinking problem. Amen. Because as a man thinks, that's how he's going to believe. And then that, that's how he's going to talk in line with what he believes. And what happens is you have people who have learned another level of faith talk, but their thoughts aren't there. And they're deceiving 
their own hearts, because they're parroting someone else's talk from a higher level. Amen. And that's fine to do that, but don't leave your thinking down. You got to bring that thinking up to where you're seeing, wait a minute, God has more for me than you have to think in terms of more and not just parrot the teaching of more. Think about Joshua and Caleb. They had faith to advance. But what was the problem? They dwelt with a generation who thought wrong. And the wrong thinking of their generation delayed the entrance of those who thought right. And uh, the doubters died in the wilderness. That's where doubters live. They die, they live in the wilderness and they die in the wilderness. They never adjusted their thinking. And then at the time of Moses' home going, uh, God puts Joshua in charge. And then turn with me to Joshua chapter one. Now you, you think about <laughs> Joshua's position of being the follower to Moses's position. And he watched for 40 years, he watched them disobey their leader, attack their leader, refuse to agree with their leader. And then he inherits that. And he inherits the next generation who's trained by the disobedient generation. And This is the instruction, verse 8, Joshua 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. What was God doing? He knew the word would give him the mindset of success. For 40 years, he has not seen success. He's got to put in front of him the mindset of success. And that comes through the word. Why? So they could advance and arrive. Amen. The mind is the gateway to the spirit. This is what you better learn. The mind is the gateway to the spirit. The mind determines what is or is not allowed into your spirit. Remember Dad Hagen talking about the time that he was at a pastor's home after a service and they were going to just pray with the pastor's daughter before she went to bed and they knelt down at the kitchen table and as soon as his knees hit the floor, he's in the spirit. And God said, I'm going to teach you about demons and evil spirits and how they get hold of people, even Christians, if they let them. And in the course of that, not to go through the whole event of that, he said there appeared a dot in a woman's mind, not in her spirit, in her mind. And as she meditated on that thought, that was a dot in her mind. 
he, he watched it go from her mind and move down and settle into her spirit. Why? Because her mind was the gateway. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes. Amen. And people can sit in a service and hear the word and say, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. That's right. You don't. That's right. yeah. Because your mind refused to let it into your heart. Your mind is the gateway. And many times people are addressing supposedly their faith, but they're not addressing some thinking. That's exactly right. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. A faith problem is a thinking problem. What we believe is a result of our thinking. If we don't think right, we have faith problems. <laughs> so to increase faith... What do we do? We feed it on the word. Why? Because the word will address the thinking. That's right. Let me tell you this. If you are generous toward God, toward other people, but not toward yourself, you don't just have a faith problem. You got a thinking problem. And you can confess things that God wants you prosperous, but until you deal with that way of thinking that I shouldn't have something that nice, I don't deserve that much, I wouldn't spend that much on me. You better get rid of that thinking and go out and spend that much just to violate that thinking. Just to violate that thinking. Because it's not about the item, it's about the thinking that makes you as you are. Listen, people, we got to believe God for buildings and miracles and healings. I'm not just, if we get it wrong on our own financial arena, what makes us think we will thrive in God's plan for this era? Now, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah 55. Now, let me, let me remind you of the time during Jesus' earthly ministry, how he would be in the temple on the Sabbath. And this happened on more than one occasion. And there was somebody in the temple who needed to be set free. Somebody that had a demon or someone that had a spirit of infirmity, the woman that was bowed over for 18 years with the spirit of infirmity that happened on a Sabbath day in the temple, the man with the withered hand, all of these places, all of these things happen in the temple. Jesus is teaching. In the course of teaching, he ministers to these people who are sick. The Pharisees pipe up. They're mad when they see these miracles and healings happen on the Sabbath day. And they said, it's not right to come on the Sabbath day. Come on some other day. Well, what other day were those Pharisees ministering to the sick? What other day were they doing that? When they said, come some other day and get healed, but not on the Sabbath. Well, Monday, were you ministering to the sick, Pharisee? Because they were members of that synagogue and they weren't, they, and they, and when Jesus showed up, they were sick. 
That's what I said, come some other time. Well, what, what day, Pharisee Joe, are you having a healing service? So I can show up for that. <laughs> Jesus did not deal with their faith. He didn't deal with their faith. He said, which of you have an ox that falls into a ditch on the Sabbath and you go pull him out of the pit. He's dealing with their thinking, not their faith. Their thinking. <laughs> Which one of you? You won't go pull this ox out of a ditch. You'll do that. Basically, he said, I'll pull a man out of a pit on the Sabbath day, just like you'd pull an animal out. I'll pull a man out. And let me say this, it would take them more effort because that's the thing. You can't use all this effort and energy and you're supposed to be resting. No working, no working. But he's basically saying it's a more work for you to pull an ox out of a pit than for me to pull a man out of a pit. Just because it's a hard work for you, it's not hard work for me. If this is Sabbath rest work, it's a... It's easy for him. It's not violating the Sabbath rest because it's so easy for him. <laughs> What's he dealing with? They're thinking. They're thinking. Financial problems deal with the thinking. Healing problems deal with the thinking and people are just addressing faith. Don't misunderstand me. These two are connected. But you can hear all the scriptures and quote all the scriptures on faith. But if there's something in the back of your mind, not even in the front, just in the back. Dad Hagen had no faith issues once his thinking straightened out on the deathbed. Because he had heard miracles have passed away. That wasn't a faith issue. That was a thinking issue. And then God addressed that by saying, have you ever heard that faith has passed away? No. Well, if a woman's, the woman's with the issue of blood, her faith uh, healed her, then your faith can heal you. Yeah. See, he had to address the thinking that stopped the faith from operating. <clears throat> and once his thinking was right, then his faith was free to function. And he was, and he was up within moments. See, it doesn't take long for God to get our answer to us. It takes long for us to get our thinking right. Get it out of the way of our faith. Get it in agreement with our faith. That's why for 16 months, Dad Hagen was there. It wasn't because his, God's power couldn't do it the first day. It could, but his thinking, his thinking, the gateway to the spirit, the mind, the gateway to the spirit was keeping the gate closed Praise the Lord. Isaiah 55, are you there? Think of this. Remember, Jesus was up on the Mount of Transfiguration. Comes down. And, excuse me, it may not be that, but let me, I don't remember. That's okay. She didn't remember what day we're at. (laughs) 
But remember the man comes to him who's a leper and said, if thou wilt, thou can cleanse me. Jesus did not minister to him till he corrected his thinking. He said, I will. He had to correct the thinking. He didn't just do it because he willed. He did will. But he had to correct the man's thinking. Why? So that what he received wouldn't be robbed from him. So that he could cooperate with the receiving of that. Jesus corrected his thinking before he ministered to him. That's what teaching is for, to correct the thinking. So that we can receive what the word offers us. Isaiah 55 verse 8. Isaiah 55 verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Where is faith mentioned? Thoughts and ways. Thoughts and ways. Faith isn't mentioned. Why? Because when you think right, you'll believe right. He's not saying my thoughts are high, yours are low, they're always going to be low. No, he's saying come up. Come up in the way you think and you'll come up in your ways. Praise the Lord. Now, taking higher thoughts can't help but lift our life to another level. When we need to come up in something, get the thought life up there. Get the thought life up there. Now, if our thinking is to change, let me tell you why. What, what has to be in place? Yeah, be teachable. You got to listen to somebody. Why? People who are good students, who are, who are teachable, who love to listen, they're going to, their thought life is going to uh, step up quicker than someone who sits and just argues mentally. Not teachable. Can't tell them anything because they already know. They don't listen. Listeners increase. Now, Proverbs 21, verse 2, and I'll just quote this to you. says, every man's ways seem right in his own eyes. So what's this? If you go to just teach yourself, you think you're right. (laughs) Pass that test, I think right. Because I'm right. In my own eyes, everything about me is right, 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 right. Every man's ways seem right in his own eyes. That's why he better get a man he'll listen to. Because he already thinks he's right. Because he already thinks he's right. He better find somebody that he will listen to and say, help educate me. In line with the word and in line with the thoughts of God. Amen. Amen. You know what? This is why God gave gifts to the body of Christ called apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors, teachers. Why? So that we won't be self-taught Christians. Self-taught Christians are dangerous. You want a driver out on the freeway with you self-taught? 
Bless God, I taught myself. <laughs> then you better get out the lane next to him. My dad, I, if I would say there was anybody that drove like he was self-taught, is my dad. Farmers drive different than every other person in the world because they take their lane out of anywhere in the road. Yeah, my crop is over here. Why am I driving over there? Daddy would just drive on any part of the road he wanted to. Bless God, get out the way. <laughs> he demonstrated, even though he wasn't self-taught, his self-teaching trumped any out-out earlier teaching he had. Self-teaching never works. If it does, why do you send your kids to school? You don't want them self-taught because then they're going to be an idiot and, not, and going to be the last one to know it. Because everyone's right, seem right in their own eyes. Any arena I'm struggling in, any arena I'm not increasing in, any arena I'm not peaceful in, I need someone to teach me. I've got to listen to somebody because if I knew, I wouldn't be struggling with those arenas. <laughs> got to find someone to listen to on that and that begins with your pastor yeah. hallelujah <clears throat> praise the Lord third John in verse 1 the amplified says third John one verse two. Beloved, I, well, the King James says, I wish above all things thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. The Amplified says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way. Every way. That's every arena. And that your body may keep well. Even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. Amen. Notice our prosperity doesn't begin with our money. It begins with our mind. It begins with our thinking. Your health doesn't begin with God's power just moving and working. It begins with the way you think toward his power. Amen. Amen. It doesn't say, I pray that, thou, that you may prosper and be in health. It says, I pray that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers, not as your faith grows. It doesn't say that you may prosper and be in health as your faith grows. Ah, why? Because your faith is going, is, uh, is going to flow based on your thinking. Faith is important but it will not take the place of a renewed mind. Faith is important, but it will not take the place of right thinking. In all your getting of faith, don't overlook getting right thinking. Yeah. I, uh, I'm reminded of what Jesus told my husband years ago. 
God said to Ed, 97% of my people are living beneath what I provided for them. That means they have not been promoted up into the upper tiers, the, the higher levels. And then God said to him, you ought to be able to live an entire year financially without touching your savings, living just out of your cash flow. If a pastor needed to build a new building, this is what Jesus said to him, a congregation of 200 ought to be able to give $1 million in one service without touching their savings. That's 100 people giving $10,000. That's what Jesus said to him. About two or three years ago, I was reading through something of Dad Hagen, and he said the exact same thing. That he said a, a congregation that's taught in the word ought to be to where they can live a whole year. If, they, if, if, if work shut down, that they are supported just through their, through their cash flow for a whole year. Oh, that's a lot. You better correct your thinking. Do you know what I did? I put in place for me personally in the ministry a year supply account. Why? Because I think, I'm thinking, I'm going to fill that thing up. God's going to fill that yes, thing yes, up. Right. This is not just some pie in the sky. Jesus offered it to us. Many Christians don't have money problems. They have thinking problems. And they're trying to get more money when they need to adjust their thinking. I know many people who are good givers, but they're not prospering. Why? They think wrong. They put limits. I can't have that house. I can't have that car. I can't have. And then they keep giving. But what happens, their harvest is still in the field because they're thinking won't go out and get it. Your harvest, you sow by faith, but you reap by faith. And if you think that your harvest doesn't hold something, you won't go get it. Many, ha don't, many who give don't prosper because their mentality toward money is wrong. Their motive toward money is wrong. Their intent toward money is wrong. Now, my parents got married. My mother was 16. My dad was 17. No, she was not pregnant. <laughs> that came later. Because usually when we hear that in someone that young, we think, oh, they just had to. They, they started out broke beyond broke. And uh, daddy, when he was in his early 20s, bought his first farm from my mother's dad. And he financed it for him. And my granddad was in a car wreck and killed unexpectedly. And my dad said, I am so glad that I paid. He got to see me pay him off before he died. Most people would say, oh, too bad. I paid him off before he died. You see the difference? In That's right. Most people think, well, if I'd have held back a little bit, I wouldn't have had to pay him off because he died. Yeah. 
that's the kind of thinking that will keep you beneath. We're not trying to get out from under our responsibilities so we can keep money. And many times people go and fight landlords or their employer or something for money and call it the blessing of the Lord when they get it. You're deceived. And the devil likes that thinking because you'll never be elevated beyond that. But my... Uh, <clears throat> My, my parents started with nothing. They were given nothing. Nobody handed them a farm or anything else. They worked for it. By the time my dad was in his early 40s, he had all of his farms paid off. He had thousands of acres. He had all of his equipment that he needed, and he had paid for it. They were completely out of debt by the time they were in their early 40s. They lived, my dad, till 85, my mother till 87. So they lived around 45 years debt-free, free-flowing cash, buying anything they wanted to buy. I'm, and I'm talking, my dad bought road graders. He didn't just buy, I'm talking about big stuff. They did not know one faith scripture. They did not, they were not filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. They knew nothing about confession. You know how they increased and were blessed? They thought right. They thought right. They were honest in their dealings. They paid what they owed. My mother said, we're not going on vacation because we owe people. See, when you think that you can take your money that you owe somebody else and go have you a party on Friday night and take all your friends, you're gonna, you're, your thinking isn't right. Can God give you both? Yes, but not so you can neglect what you already owe. If you got faith enough for a party, pay your bills first. But see, let me tell you what prosperity does. It takes its mortgage money and goes have a party. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's, excuse me, that's what poverty does. Poverty spends what it owes another man. Yes, You don't change that thinking, you'll never prosper. I don't care how much you confess. You understand? I don't care how much you sow. Because as a man thinketh, that's where he's going to end up. Praise the Lord. Now think about this. If my parents could do that without knowing faith scriptures, without confession, without praying in the Holy Ghost, and really not understanding all about giving that we do. Think about if we think right like that, plus all these other things. What would our lives look like and what should they look like? But like I said, many times people's motive and intent is wrong. Many will cause strife and division in their home. Do you know that a marriage is a covenant? People will cast their covenant aside over money. Wrong thinking. Wrong thinking. You won't prosper dumping your spouse over money. Well, I didn't dump them over money. Yeah, that's where it began in most cases. Praise the Lord. Then many think... And the government now will help you think this way, that the government owes you something. Uh, yeah. The government owes you this, government owes you that. Yeah. 
my staff was telling me when the first COVID thing, when the shutdown first happened and there came the stimulus thing, they said they're making money available. In fact, my staff didn't tell me. Another pastor told me, and said, which is fine, said, you, you know, if you want to apply, this is what you need to do. And I said to my staff, I said, if I apply, I'm saying that God won't take care of me and I'm going to have to keep applying if I take that route. And not only that, if there is money available for churches, I'm not going to take it from somebody who really needs it. I don't need it. And there are people that out there that may, don't know what we know and they really need it. And I want them to have it. I want them to have it. But I'm not going to take what somebody else really needs to make it easy on me. See, wrong thinking will take anything it can get for free. There ain't nothing free, baby. There's nothing free except from God. You're, and let me tell you, I'm not going to lay down my inheritance to pick up on the stimulus. No. We told God, can I tell you, in fact, we were at the Keys Church and we were having coffee and we were in a coffee shop and Brother Copeland called me while we were there. Y'all heard him. And he started talking, you know, this is when the, the shutdown first started, first happened. And he said, I declare that you will flourish financially. And he just took off praying and declaring. And you know what I said? That's right. We sure will. Why? Because I'm not thinking like the news. I'm not thinking like a stimulus package. Not at all. Amen. If you don't get out of this mindset of leaning and letting someone else support and running to relatives, running to mom and dad, running to the employer and putting pressure on him to give you a raise. If you don't stop that mentality. Well, he owes me, then let him owe it to you. But don't you get in there and fight and diminish your thought life. Trying to get someone to give you something. When, when the inheritance of God will more than ample take care of you when you think right towards your inheritance. Praise the Lord. And can I tell you another thing that'll keep you broke? These get rich quick schemes, you better dump them. You better dump them. Because God's not involved in getting you rich quick. This is a life of faith, not a moment of faith. Many want it to be a moment. No, it's a life. And if you think wrong about that, you're not ready for big money. Get rich quick schemes is nothing but wrong motives, wrong intent. Well, I'm going to give it to the church. No, you're not. No, you're not. Because you already think wrong. You already think wrong and all the devil needs is one, one wrong thought to get in and give you two wrong thoughts. I love Pastor Nancy. Listen, before a man is safe with abundance, God has to build the man. And you can't build a man quick. Getting rich quick does not make you great. And God wants greatness built in us. Amen. Why? And we don't gain our self-worth from what we possess or what we earn. Praise the Lord. Then there's others who just aren't generous. Why do people withhold? They think wrong. They think they're not going to have enough for them. It's wrong thinking. Then there are those who give with strings attached to that bill that just went down the, the row in the bucket. 
I mean, it's like a fish, invisible fishing line. They think now something's owed them from the pastor. He owes them attention, owes them special counseling, owes them some kind of, you know, voice in the church. See, people like that can give every Sunday and make confession, but if they don't trust these thinking things, they will not reap the harvest that they should because their thinking is aborting their harvest. It's putting poison on it. Praise the Lord. The word is good. Let me tell you something. God wants us successful, not just in the spirit realm, in the natural realm. I said he wants us, he wants us successful in both. And you can, know, you can know a lot of scriptures, quote a lot of scriptures, but if you think wrong, the natural realm, you will, you will not, you'll, you'll always struggle. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many say I'm, I'm thinking right. Now, you can't lay in bed and say, figure out where you're thinking wrong. Some, well, you might, some, but many, t but see, your ways always seem right to you, so. <laughs> this is why you need a Holy Ghost guide to guide you, show you where you're, you're thinking wrong about this. You're thinking wrong about things. And then you say, thank you. Thank you for helping me, rescuing me. And then you make changes. Uh, God wants us to advance spiritually. He wants us to advance in revelation. He wants us to advance in all kinds of ways. But what about the way we serve in the church? That we should advance in that. Uh, I was one time, my husband and I, would go preach for a particular minister. He's on, he's got a, a nationally known ministry. He's on television, very visible minister. And Ed used to preach for him quite often. And at one point years ago, he was building a auditorium that seated is over 5,000 people. And, um, he, uh, was walking us through and the walls were up is, Everything was basically finished except the cosmetics. There was no carpet. There was, you know, the walls were up and stuff. They weren't all painted. The cosmetic things were missing. And so he walked us into the children's department. And the, the nursery room was massive. I mean, massive. It was maybe, maybe like a quarter of the size of this sanctuary. It was massive. Well, when you got over 5,000 seating for 5,000 adults, you got lots of babies. Because some people believe in multiplication personally. <laughs> and so they had state-of-the-art type things. I'd never seen this, but there were, there were baby cribs stacked, and they were attached to the walls, and you opened the front and took the baby out, and they were just stacked. I go, now that's cool. I believe in cages. <laughs> and it was literally cages just stacked on and then the front opened and they could take the baby out but it was so why because they're weird little people in our houses remember that? I'm teasing 
And so you have to say that for live stream. And, <laughs> and so uh, this room was completely finished, completely finished. And he said, you see this room? We go, yeah, because it's finished. I mean, the decor, everything was done. And he said, the, the lady who's the head of my children's department came to me when I announced that we were starting the building and she said, you won't need to give our department any money. We do our own believing. He said, she never came to me once. She, did, she got those workers together and they believed together. It's called right thinking. Most thinking is sit back and let the pastor get alone and get our department done. And I tell you, I want this, I want that, and I want this. You see what right thinking is? It's like it, you're not looking. Your pastor is feeding the word into you so that you're self-sustaining with your faith and you're self-sustaining in that department that you don't constantly come back to leadership for help. You, you're, you're right. If, but see, so many think, well, it's up to the pastor to give me this or give me that. But see, her thinking was different. And it produced something that I had never seen anybody else produce. Praise the Lord. Well, it kind of gives you an idea then of why she was the head of that department. Right? Because of her thinking. God could promote her to the front of people. To the front. Amen? But there's a spiritual realm God wants us effective in. But there's a natural realm and we need to be skilled in both. Just because you can believe God for a spouse doesn't mean you think right about how to conduct yourself in that marriage. Just because someone believed God for a job doesn't mean they're a good worker. You got to be, you might be good at believing God for a job, but you need to be good in this, in the natural realm. That's right thinking. Then you try to believe for more and more and more, but the natural realm can disqualify where God can take you and promote you spiritually. Amen. We may be skillful in releasing our faith for prosperity, but we also had to be skillful in handling our money matters. Amen. Advancement, increase, promotion. We have homework to do. And I've said this to our congregation, go home. Make a list. What, start measuring last year in 2019. Where were you at the end of 2019 based on the year of 2020? Where were you? Don't just put your life on autopilot and not even look. Where were you? What was not increasing? What about in your business, in your home, in your health? In your finances, in your marriage? You still got the same fussing going on? Still got the same fear dogging you? Tormented? Still worried? The, the, this, this, the self-discipline of the thought life ought to be increasing. We need to measure these things. Take note of them and say, this is what I work on. Amen? Because if you don't change this thinking, you can keep throwing faith at it and keep throwing faith at it. Faith words. But if you think wrong, Praise the Lord. Why? Because God wants to do things for us spectacularly and supernaturally in this area. Remember, the buildings are in the wave that Ed saw. But if we think wrong, that building can just keep rolling past us in that wave. That equipment can just keep rolling on past if we think wrong. Amen. 
And then people will say, well, I'm releasing my faith. Yeah, but if you don't, if you think with limits, if you think with limits, you can confess and confess and confess and things, opportunities and open doors can come to you and you won't walk through them because of wrong thinking. Praise the Lord. Listen, we all got to adjust it. We all got to. And we are changed from glory to glory. And that includes the change up here. Be not conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's the right thinking that transforms the life. When the word gets its place in your thought life and breaks the limits off and, and doesn't carry on just the way your parents taught you. But you, you come into line with right thinking. Hallelujah. So you have homework. Let's, let's do our homework. What do we want to see come to pass in 2021? Then we're going to have to do something different apart from 2020 if we want to see something more in 2021. We have to come up in our thinking. Amen. Addressing that. Praise the Lord. Stand with me to your feet tonight. Father, we thank you for your word. It's a lamp to our feet. It's a light to our path. We're so grateful. We're so grateful for the word that doesn't just address our faith. It addresses every aspect of our lives. Every single aspect of our lives. We worship you, Father. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. We worship you, Father. We glorify you. We worship you, Father. Just lift up your hands and let's worship him together. We worship you. We worship you, Father. 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 When God told Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate in it day and night. Listen, we can't come up in, we can't advance and be promoted and increase by just addressing the thought life occasionally. Notice he said, day and night meditate in this. He was telling him, put your thoughts in a different place. Why? Because for 40 years, all he saw was failure. Now he knew, he had faith for the promised land that was assigned to them. 
but he had been around. You know, you're listening to a whole generation talk against, be disgruntled. They were disappointed people of their own doing, not because God disappointed them. And he's been dealing with that for 40 years and God, if I could say this, is giving him a directive on how to get a generation in that wouldn't go, that's an offspring of a previous generation and it's meditating the word day and night, day and night. How we treat the word is going to determine our success. And the word needs to address the way we think. Not just a faith in our heart, but the way we think. Amen. And like I said, some of the times people are just thinking they have faith issues when they have thinking issues. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We we thank you, Father. Well, I'm just... Just seems we need to wait just a moment. I don't know. It just seems like God has something more for us. Morgan, hand me the microphone, would you love? Pastor Noel, come up here and just follow what, what God puts in your spirit. Yes, a the glory will be Kanye's though. The glory. The glory. The greater glory. <laughs> the greater glory. It's in the glory. The glory. The miracles. The miracles. The multiplication. The increase. Oh, the greater glory. Renew your mind and desire the glory. Desire the presence of the Father. Desire the fellowship of the Father. Ah, and the glory. All the needs. All the supply. All the provision. The glory. The waves. That wave is the glory. That wave is the glory. It's waiting. It's waiting. It's waiting. It's waiting to those that will desire. And their heart and their mind is the glory of God. It is the... <laughs> now enlarge. Enlarge your heart. Joy. Joy will enlarge your heart. Will enlarge your heart. The joy. The joy of the Holy Ghost. The joy of the glory will enlarge will enlarge for you to receive to receive to receive what's in that wave to receive what belongs to you to receive what God in store for you in these last days in this moment, in this time in this year, it's going to be a ac- 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 acceleration acceleration a bypass a bypass of the glory of God it's yes it is yaka renew renew your mind desire desire the glory think about the glory oh yes the glory of the father the glory 
the glory, the glory of our Father. Yeah, don't okay. Yes, it's our inheritance. He gave us His glory. He gave us the Holy Ghost. He gave us the glory. Aki that dek yik my kei boy kan ekos ikan the glory shall be kade shekade. The glory, the gashik, yingane higada, yitani mokoria. The glory, it's the glory, it's the glory, it's the glory. It's time, it's time for the glory. Rejoice, 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 rejoice. Haha, yokai, yikai, yikai, kante kishakade konamo. Yikan, the glory, the glory, the glory, the glory. The glory is the glory of God. It is time. It is the year of the glory of God. It is the glory. It is the glory. It's time for the glory. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. The glory. The glory. The glory. It's time. It's yours. It's yours. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. I got take a time. It cast it. It has the glory. The glory. The glory. The glory. That the glory. The glory, this is the greater glory, the greater glory, the greater glory comes the manifestation of everything. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You know, something that came to me several days ago was this phrase miracles are for dead things but if you think it's dead and beyond any kind of reach of help your thinking will keep the miracle from happening what about marriages that seem dead finances that seem dead bodies in the flow of death heading toward but miracles are for dead things as long as you don't think this is going to stay dead. Remember when Lazarus had died and Jesus asked the sister, do you believe he can live again? You know, and then when he told him, roll the stone away, oh, master, he stinks. All that kind of thinking, all that kind of thinking that he had to address and work past. Amen. And it kept him from believing right. Amen. So don't, I don't care how dead something looks. It ain't over. <laughs> I mean, Lazarus was buried. Some can look dead and buried. Yeah, come on up. I'm not preaching. He told me, you're not done. You, you got to show them. Uh, in John chapter 2, the Lord gave gave us a word in Pastor Nancy by the Spirit gave us the word about the, by, the bypass it really changed our life changed our thought life and uh, you know the wine can I tell them what I told you and then yes, let you yes. expound on Go ahead. it Go ahead, no stay here yes. but uh, what I told them was that God had a house for them but God was going to bypass all the natural processes just like when water was turned into wine those grapes weren't planted there was no grapevine planted for that there was no growing time on that there was no harvesting time there was no fermenting time there was no bottling time everything that is part of the process was skipped over 
That's what miracles do. They skip over natural processes. And I said to them by the Spirit that God's going to get you your home and He's going to bypass some processes. So don't think that you can't have it until the processes are worked out. Because if you think you have to go through the processes, then you'll miss your miracle. Because miracles bypass processes. I mean, even with health, you, your health revives, it, it, you bypass that process of the natural body healing or a natural medical procedure. Okay, I'm sorry, go ahead, but I wanted to tell them what I said to so, you. So what I did, I went and looked at that scripture because that's the word God, the Holy Ghost gave. And I've never seen it before until I went there. So I'm just going to read that part. And in John, that's in John chapter 2. And the Lord told me, you got to read that scripture because mm -hmm. not just for you, it's for everyone. Yeah. There's a, a, all of us, it's for all of us. Yeah. It's our inheritance. So I went to John chapter 2 and I read that part. But uh, I just keep reading that part until I, I'm just going to look at it. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I don't know exactly the verse, but I know where chapter. And uh, I'm just going to keep looking here. Uh, the word that he said after that word about the bypass, you know, the ruler, it took that sample of that water, you know. He gave, uh, okay, here's a sample. <laughs> yeah, make sure it's the best, <laughs> right? It's the best. It's the best. He prepared the best for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, but this is what I saw. Amen. And verse 10, and said unto him, Every man at the beginning do set, the, the governor, right? Do set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. Now verse 11, the beginning of miracles. That's what it says. The beginning of miracles that Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory. And I look at that word glory, if it's the same glory as Philippians 4.19, which we say all the time. And we think, and I was, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was thinking, my God shall supply all my bills. I was thinking that. But when I saw this, this is the bypass. He's not talking about just taking up your bills. When he said glory, he's thinking miracles. This is just the beginning of his miracle. The, I mean, the, the manifestation. Port of his, port his glory. And pastor is teaching us faith about Abraham. That he's not just interested. Of, he, uh, and I thank God for that mindset that I have. That pastor helped me. Because on the third month in that same year, uh, he got, she got pregnant. Sarah got pregnant. But pastor said, God is not just interested because you can lose that baby. Conception. He wants manifestation. He wants manifestation. He wanted manifestation of his glory more than we want it. More than we want the miracle. He wanted it manifested because he's a father. He is glorified on the manifestation of his miracle. If we always look at ourselves thinking that, you know, we'll be happy if God will take care. No, he's more than happy because he's glorified when, when, he put, when his word manifested. So when I say now with me and my wife after that, we said, my God, 
This bypass is a miracle. And this bypass is the glory. And I said, Lord, if that is, Father, if that is your will for us, we take it. We take the miracles. We take the bypass, the glory, the glory. And he said to me, son, it will be quick. It will not take long. It will be quick. And I let you know this year. Amen. It will bypass. It will bypass everything. Our mind, he said, hallelujah. Because it's a lot of money. It's pretty much double the price we're living in right now. But it's the glory. It's because it glorified the Father. It's Amen. And he said to me, Pastor, son, it's not only that house that connected to that. It's just your entering. Because there will be more that's coming. There will be greater. There will be millions. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> my God shall supply all my needs according to his miracles. Miracles of the glory of God. Like manna raining from the, in the Old Testament. They have manna for 40 years. 40 years. Just in the wilderness. Hallelujah. They, they need the Red Sea. The glory opens it up. Right? The glory. And he promised Moses, I'll send you. I'll send you my glory. I send you my presence. And that glory right now is not ho- ho- hovering above us. It's not just light by day. Fire by night. It's in us. He put that glory so that things will bypass. We're going to see miracles. We're going to see miracles. We're going to see miracles. But the glory of God. Amen. If we take it, renewing our mind, like Pastor said, we think in line with the miracles of God, the glory of God. He can do it. He wanted it more, we, more than we wanted it. Hallelujah. That's what I'm saying. So now when we say, let's say this, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches. What? Glory. It's not just about paying your bills. He's going to go beyond that. He's going to go beyond that. Amen. Hallelujah. He's going to bypass every natural means just to glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. the glory of God. The glory of God will manifest when you speak the word. We say we have. What does it say, Pastor? What we say come to pass. Say and see. Say and see. Say and see. We say it, we will see it. The glory. Oh my God. I'm excited. I'm excited. Hallelujah. I'm excited. My God, hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. We're not old. Pastor, we're not old. In our old age, that's what the Bible said, right? 
we will have more fruit. Meaning to say, it will be seen. There will be more pastor. There will be more. There will be more. <laughs> he will sustain your body till you see everything. What's in store? We will see. He will sustain our body. The glory. Same glory that raised the Lord Jesus Christ will hear our mortal body. Yeah. We'll see it. Yeah. We'll, we'll see it. Oh, we will see it. We will see it. If they saw it in the Old Testament, why not now? It's time for the glory. But we need to renew our mind. Philippians 4.19 is not paying your bills. Amen. It'll accelerate. It'll accelerate. There's Stephen. Accelerate. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And all we got to do is joy. Because when we joy, glory manifests. And when the glory manifests, miracle manifests. You want more miracle? What did you say? Yes, night. Dance. Or whatever. Isn't that right? When we dance, it'll expand. It'll expand our heart to receive the bigness of God. It'll expand. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Really the truth, right? Pastor? Hallelujah. Hey, yeah. It, it looks, it, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. See that? See the manifestation? We can even sense it. It's tangible. It's tangible. It's the glory. It's the miracle. The miracle that's connected to that glory, Pastor. The miracle. That building. That building. You can taste it before you even see it. Or taste and see that the Lord is good. He is the Lord of glory. He is the Lord of glory. is going to be so large and huge and only the glory can supply all your need pastor it takes a miracle yeah. financial miracle yeah. all kinds of miracle yeah. yeah and then when you teach on healing the glory will su the supply of that glory miracle of healing will flow to those that even watching television or whatever in the I can see it you we got to see it amen Amen. We got to see it. Whoa, hallelujah. It's so, so huge. It's so, so big. It's so big. Hallelujah. It's so big. It's so huge. That's why we need to join to enlarge our heart. That, that's how joy will do. It enlarge our heart. Everything that is on that glory, it's waiting for us. It belongs to us. Yeah. He will pour out that glory. And when he pour out the glory, it's not just we feel it. 
we, we feel the glory. We're going to see miracles. It's just the beginning. John 2. So there's more. Oh, hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. I guess you're all happy. I can see it. <laughs> anything we don't have any witness and finally my daughter Carissa dad you got to see this house it was built three years ago and nobody bought that house nobody never lived in oh okay I'll, we look at that house man our spirit oh my god hallelujah oh my god uh, whoa lord we passed this earlier how come because you're not interested and your wife are not interested, not, not even look at it. Now, because you look at it and you're interested now, that's why you're hearing me now. And he reminds me of Moses. Right, Moses? No miracle, no word. Darkness for 400 years at least. Because there's no word from God, so there's dark. And he just interested. I'm going to check this out, man. Something's going on with this burning bush. Just being interested on it. He reminded me of that. You know what we do now? God, we're interested. We go there every day. Pastor Ike's with us. We, we go there every day. And we talk about the glory. We talk about the goodness of God. We talk about, right? Every single day. We talk about, and he got it last night. Down payment. Yeah. Wokani Shoko. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he started seeing his building too. I need to go there. I need to check it out and be interested. Be interested. Oh, be interested. Are you interested? Or you're, or you're scared? Because it's too big. We'll let you know when we got it. You can come and visit. If I, if, 
if I can think that way, I, I cannot think that way. I, in the natural, I grew up really, really poor. But it changed. The word changed. I'll take it just for just to glorify the Father. I'll take whatever He wants me to have in life. He planned it. He gave me. Amen. I'll take it. You know what? He'll give it. That is what the glory is for. You're going to see it, Pastor. You're going to see that building. It's in the glory. It's in that glory. He will do it. I'll be honest with you, Father. You can see it now. Oh, yeah. So when you say, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in what? Glory. You see miracles. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of... <laughs> baby come here father we thank you give me your hands thank you for the uh, the impartation <laughs> mm, for acceleration in your destination hallelujah 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. Ah, say more, say more, say more, say more. More is in reserve with your name on it. But it's waiting for the call. It's waiting for the call. Call it more, call it more. Now, you go with me and we'll do it. Other pastors, where's just step close to your seats because there's room for us to get through here. Masataye, Mastakaye, Mastakaye. Mastakaye, Mastakaye, Mastakaya, Machoria, Macharia, Machata, Masoto Ostokoye, Astaya, Amba, Acha, Acha, Astokoye, Apacha, Ababacha, Achatataye, Ababacha Totoye, Ambapapaya, Mosototo, Mazanamote, Ezepepe, Ebete. Am papaye, asto, asto, 
asto, asto, ambacha da boko te bedete, ambabaya, natacha, masto ochi, estikiki ya da boso totoye, ababaya da boko riata bakaye. Oh, there's more pastors here. There's another. Come here. Masta ka da boko chikiki ye, masta ka ka ye, maja da boto totoye, maja ta kaya. Mastakakaye. Hababa pastors, pastors, yes. Mastakakoye. Amamamajatabakakaye. Ababaye. Ababaye. Adatatatoye. Are there more pastors? Any more pastors that we didn't back here to go this way? Just sit right through here, yeah. Mamamajatabaye. Astamba. Bojigigiana. We thank you for. Ah! Fresh assignment. Fresh assignment. Fresh, fresh. Don't just keep doing the same old thing. There's something new to hear and to carry out. Mashta. Mapapaye de besikikiye. Az da ta 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 kaye. Masta kakaye de bostokokokoye. Here you go first. Mashikikiye. Maza do 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 koye ezikikiye. Manja de bokoye. Asta. 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 Macha. Mastote, bebe setete, esimbe, esimbe, bebe kia. Are there any more that we missed? Right here, right here, this, this lady right here. Your pastor love? Yeah. Mastiki kia, the bosso, the beshi, ampa, ampa, tata ye, ata, apapaya, get it clear in your spirit. Get, get it real clear in your spirit what God says. Get it real clear. Don't define it yourself. Let him define it. Mastakaye. Anybody else that we missed? The pastors, ministers? Oh, yeah, right here. Mastakaye. Mapapaya. 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 Uh, sacrifices, sacrifices, sacrifices made. Ha ha ha. Just call for, just call for. He'll make it up. He'll make it up. The rewards, the rewards, the rewards, the rewards, the rewards. Ma, 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 ma. Others who said, I wouldn't do that if I was her. I wouldn't put up with that. Well, that's why they don't get the rewards. There's, you'll get them. You'll get them. Maza da 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 na manja da boko te 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 kiye. prophesy more. Prophesy more. Prophesy more. Prophesy more. Come here, Pastor Lakedic. Ma pa 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 chakata pa ta ye estikikiye. Maza manja da boko te estikikiye. Asta pa ye. Apa pa ye. Ebeche mechete. Meziki mochoto kosto koko koye stay with me. Mazada boko bocho koko koye. Mastaka ye de bo. Mastaka koye. I see. I see over into that realm of time that which is befalling us, that which we're walking into. Ah, if your eyes could only see what is just 
around the realm of glory. You would rejoice and you would be glad. You would shout and dance about for the glory of God is here. The miracles are here. The signs are here. Things that you've been believing for. Things you've been excited for. Things that you've been desiring for. They're here. Declare they're here. They're here. They're here. No longer waiting. No longer looking. They're here. They're here. And they shall appear. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 They're here. They're here. They're here for me. They're here for my church. They're here. They're here. They're here. So let's talk about them like they're here. Let's think about them like they're here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They're here. They're here. Pastor Lakedic, come here. It just comes to my heart. You got something for Morgan. Just obey God. Ah, method, dravieto, dravestun da tota, shukunda. Mandota, Draveto, Drabato. Your faith is noted in heaven. Those things you believed for, those things you called for, those things you stood in the face of apparent impossibilities have got the attention of heaven. Heaven is responding to your faith. Heaven is responding to your prayers. Do not despair, my daughter. You shall see your heart's desire. <laughs> Help him up. Okay, you, you, God has something for some others through you. If you want, you can call them over here. And you can stay where you're at or whatever. But, or you can go to them. It doesn't matter. I need another usher. Come. Where's another usher? Stay, stay on this side of him.
people, people may look at that and go, that's excessive. <laughs> but that's where fullness puts you. Yes. You know, you don't ever, the, all the people in the bar don't see somebody stumbling around and go, that's excessive. You know what they say? Boy, they enjoyed themselves tonight. Right. Boy, they took full advantage. Brother Tony, come over here. Go stand in, go stand in front of Pastor Lakedic and let. Brother Tony, to be forewarned is to be forearmed. Dad Hagen used to say that to us. There's coming a very deceptive opportunity. Recognize that it's not God, no matter how appealing it is. 
recognize that and answer it correctly. Answer it correctly. Mastikie. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just worship the Lord. Let's worship Him. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Mastikie. Mama mama Napa papa Pastor Lorena, you've been very honorable. You've been very honorable. And uh, therefore his honor, his honor will defend and protect you. So don't don't be concerned. Don't be concerned about what's not honorable that would try to, um, that would try to mm, accuse trouble. God will handle it. God will handle it. God will handle it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And they'll wish they would have handled it before God handled it. But anyway, there was opportunity and they didn't, so God's God's gonna work in your behalf. You know, sometimes we uh <clears throat> we're wanting God, why don't why don't you do something about that to help me? Why don't you do something? He's giving others space to repent and space to get things right. And it won't hurt us to endure while he's giving them their opportunity. But once that window is passed, it's passed. And uh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. My sticky gie. Pastor, do you all have, you all have anything? Pastor Anderson, do you have anything? Okay. Hallelujah. Let's just raise our hands and worship Him. Jesus, you're so wonderful. <laughs> you're so wonderful. You're so wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. How bright. I so, I so love when I recall so many times Dad Hagen said, it's going to get dark in the world, but brighter in the church. Brighter in the church. Brighter in the church. So stay with the church. Amen. Bright. Brightness is, the, is our future. Brightness is our future. It's our present, but it's also our future. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Father, we're so grateful for all the impartations, the light that comes that we need. Father, I, I trust you. By your spirit that we began to see more clearly what needs to be addressed in our thought life because we want to keep pace with your plan. We thank you that you're helping us in our thought life. And we thank you you didn't leave it, leave us to ourselves. But we have your word and your spirit to assist us to come into the fullness of what you have for us. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what comes up in my heart is for you to begin to say, it shall not be as it has been. It shall not be as it has been. Amen. Hallelujah. Meaning, it doesn't have to be a repeat of the struggles, the difficulties, the same old problems, the same old difficulties. It shall not be as it has been, but it shall be as he shows me. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't get used to, don't get used to things not moving or things not flowing as they ought. Don't get used to that. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Having minds tormented and harassed by fear, it shall not be as it has been. It shall not be as it has been. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, you don't want to miss in the morning. You're going to learn about you some more. Your place and your role and what God had in mind for each and every one of us in his body. Amen. Hallelujah. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.